This episode is brought to you by Paramount Plus. Get in, loser! Mean Girls is now streaming on Paramount Plus. Join Katie Heron as she meets the plastics and Tina Fey's new twist on the modern classic. Get ready for more of the rumors, backstabbing, and jokes you loved from the original movie with some fetch surprises. Rated PG 13. Wear pink and head to ParamountPlus.com to try it free. Welcome to OK Sis Podcast. Hi, sisters. I'm Maddie. And I'm Scout. And we are sisters IRL. I'm the older one. Yes, Scout. We know. Here at OK Sis, we believe women are multifaceted. Which is why you can expect sisterly banter on a wide range of topics, such as pop culture, our entrepreneurial journeys, and mental health routines. We promise it'll be informative. And silly. As long as you don't get too loud, Mads. Welcome to the sisterhood. Hello and welcome back to OK Sis Podcast. My name is Mads and this is my sister Scout and we talk nonsense every uh, Monday. You know what? But I was thinking actually as I was driving home yesterday, I was like, wow, what a range of energies we bring to this podcast. Sometimes we talk complete nonsense. We're unhinged. We're talking about Bill Hader or vagina sweat, etc. Wait, okay. Bill Hader is not an unhinged topic, okay? That is very serious. Except that Ashley texted me and was like mad saying that she's only going to talk about this for two minutes and then 20 minutes of the episode <laughs> is Bill Hader. So unhinged. I know. Okay, so we go from that to completely silly laughing, which I was looking up. Kenzie Elizabeth posted her like top moments of the her podcast. And of course, she posts the video of me laying down like a dead goose talking about the Kardashians on your It was couch. a dead fish, not a dead goose. Uh, dead yeah, fish. You, that was the most unhinged I have ever seen you in my life. And like, that is, <laughs> that's saying a lot. But yeah, you know, that's, dear listener, that's why, that's why you come back. That's why we keep coming back is because. Well, I wanted to preface. You, you like to listen, to, listen to the range, okay? And that this episode is not the unhinged craziness this episode is one of the most I mean sisters I was nervous I was nervous the whole time and it's a testament to our guest Alyssa Vidi she is supreme she is incredible and we had an super elite 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 we had the most amazing conversation all around our monthly cycles our periods fertility etc and just so you guys know I was going into this conversation. Scout like can't shut the fuck up about, and I say that to her. She has not been able to shut up about Elisa VD for uh, all all this time because she's been going through a whole thing with her cycle and going off birth control. And I just, as I say in this episode, like I am not knowledgeable about this subject at all. So if you're going into this episode, but if you are a female and have a body, like this will be relevant to you. And honestly, she is such a gem of a human. The IUD is coming out of me. We're getting oh my it. gosh. We're getting it this out. Is, it was so funny. Have, when I posted, wait, 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 when I posted on my story that we had her on, my friend DM'd me. She's like, oh my God. She's like, did she convince you to take your IUD out? I was like, yes. Okay, so that's the first exclusive of this episode that Matt is taking her IUD out. The second exclusive is something that I say very early on in the episodes. You sister will definitely be able to catch it. It is something I've been keeping from you all for the last year and a half. It is. Look at us, clickbait, clickbait. Look at us, like being, being little Listen, marketers, marketers. It's a big deal because I really wasn't going to talk about this, but I had the queen on, so I felt as if I really had to talk about this, and she gave me advice after the podcast ended, which was, I'm so, so, so lucky and blessed for that. And then she gives a little bit of an exclusive. She quotes kind of this next concept that she's going to start moving towards in her work. So I feel as if mm-hmm. all three of us gave exclusives in this episode. Look at us. We are just premium content. We know how to deliver the premium content. And honestly, this conversation, it, honestly, it might be one of our most life-changing information that we can deliver to people. Do you know what I mean? Like this episode will be so context heavy and so informational that it could change your life. I mean, it changed yours. My life was already changed because of her. So your life was changed. You don't need to change anything else, Scout. You are perfect. You don't need to change anything else. Like, thank you. I am in pursuit of the IED out. We're going to get the mood swings back on track. We're going to get the digestive system back on track. We're going to get the libido up. Okay. We're going to pump it up. We're going to pump it up. We're going to get the depression down. You know, all the things that birth control is doing, the IUD is secretly doing, 
and doing to my body, we're going to get it out. This is monumental. And also she, not to brag, but she loved coming on OKCIS so much that at the end she said she wants to come back for a part two all about sex, the female libido, and the female orgasm. So we are getting that scheduled for you, sisters, because that one is going to blow your mind because I touched on this a little bit, but when, when I went off birth control, the sex drive and the like amplification of my pleasure spectrum just went through Ooh. the roof. So, oh, we love the ampl- amplification of the pleasure spectrum. <laughs> that, I mean, we're all in pursuit of that, right? Like, exactly. Wow. I love that. Okay, sisters. And because she loved us so much and she loves our community so much, you sisters, she's giving you all one month free of Flow 28, which is her cycle syncing membership. If you use OKSIS, you can sign up for your first month free at cyclesyncingmembership.com with the code OKSIS. I will have this in the show notes. Flow 28 is a new program for women that helps you take back control of your health, hormones, and life all month long. It is the only program based on your infradian rhythm. So every month you'll get recipes, shopping lists, meal plans, workout videos for each phase of your cycle. So she basically coined and came up with the term cycle syncing, which is basically making sure your self-care, your physical habits, what you're eating, how you're working out is supporting where you're at in your cycle. So she's giving this one month away for free of her membership code. Okay. Says cycle syncing membership.com. I know Mads is signing up with our code. So Hundo P. I'll be on there. Okay, sisters, without further ado, the one of the most informative, transformative, and important conversations that us women today can be having. Hi, ladies. Hello. Hi. Sorry, I'm running a little bit late today. Thank you for waiting. I appreciate it. You are totally, You're totally fine. fine. Also, look at this um this shrine you have behind you. This is incredible. <laughs> you know, I uh, just thought I had some extra books, so I might as well use them. Let me shut this. It's decor. It's, uh, it's decor. They're pretty. They're purple. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> I love it. I got there mine right here. There you go. What about the new one? Yep, I have that too at my house. I got both. I ordered both immediately. Okay, so. What are we talking about today? My heart is going pitter patter. What's that from? That movie? But, anyways, I am so excited to speak with you today. And I promise that me and my sister will let you speak in a moment. But we need to give you some backstory on where we're at with our female bodies so you understand how much I love you and how much you changed my life and how much Maddie is 100% going off her IUD after this. Just kidding, we're, we're not forcing anybody. But I went off birth control a year and a half ago, about uh, September 2020. And I have not said this on the podcast. It is something I decided to keep to myself. But since we have you on here, it feels very appropriate. It's an exclusive. It's an exclusive with Alyssa Vitti. I went off my birth control to get pregnant. I am not pregnant. I have not gotten pregnant. And what happened, I'm still actively trying, but what happened when I went off my birth control was a complete transformative relationship and experience that I had to my body. It was an awakening. It was It was an apology for turning her off for so many years, for considering my cycle and my period wrong, for suppressing that, and for not knowing that the phases of our monthly cycle as women are so powerful and intuitive once we start to understand them. And I've obviously been on a fertility journey with my cycle, but the minute I went off birth control, I had heard you on a couple podcasts and I immediately bought both of your books and read and listened to you on all these podcasts and just felt as if my cycle was something that I could work with and that it wasn't something that was trying to be against me. And so on this podcast for the past year and a half, sisters, if you've they've heard me talk about getting off my period and cycle syncing and tracking my ovulation and understanding who I am during my luteal versus my menstrual period. My husband, like the word the luteal phase is like a warning sign for my husband now in our household. 
And so now they know the reason why I got off birth control. So that's that's where I'm at. You have been such a source of inspiration along this journey for me, and I'm excited to get into all of it. And so I just want Mads really quickly to say where she's at with her menstrual cycle, which is non-existent. So Scout hasn't um, been able to shut up about you, so it's very surreal to see you in the flesh. But you know, I'm open and I am so excited to learn. I am not as familiar with with this realm, which is stupid because I am a woman and I <laughs> I should be more knowledgeable about this. But just kind of like a historical, you know, history of my of my body. I was on birth control basically my whole teenage life. I have had insane digestive issues for as long as I can remember. So that's definitely something I, I want to get into. Not necessarily the, the fertility stuff, but more so about uh, digestive. But I've had insane digestive issues. Everyone you know knows that I'm like a bloated queen, bloated, like permanently bloated all the time. And so I went off birth control when I went to this like holistic doctor and it actually helped a lot. But then, you know, I got into a long-term relationship, was scared about, you know, I was sexually active again in, in, that, in that case. So I went on an IUD. I went on a non-hormonal IUD because I was like, okay, I don't want the hormones. So let me do a non-hormonal IUD. Literally, it was like my period was a flood, like Noah's Ark flood coming out of my vagine, like went through two pairs of towels and, and a pad and a super, t it was it was just unsustainable. I, could, I, I couldn't do it. So after a year of that and during that and those types of periods, I went on to a hormonal IUD. That has been four years ago. I have not had a period since then, which I'm not going to lie is like pretty convenient. And also just like not having to take a pill and forgetting about that type of stuff, not really using condoms has been really nice. So, but another little side note, then acne started coming. And I know you talk about this a lot. So acne started coming, a lot of hormonal acne. I went on spironolactone. So I'm like drugged up at this point. And something else that is coming through <laughs> that scouts. I realized. Scouts like, oh, scouts. scouts like, oy vey, this is giving me anxiety. I know. I, I, I totally recognize it. And I guess another element to this is I've noticed in my body just obviously the digestive issues come back in full force and then a very, very low libido. I think I've noticed that trend uh, in the past four years specifically as well. So the renewal for the IUD is coming up in Feb. Okay. It's coming up in February. So this is I good really timing. Do, it's good timing. This is divine timing. So I, I really do want maybe Scout just kick it off because like we have so much to discuss. Yes. I, first of all, I just, I just want to say, I just love that this is how we started our conversation where you guys, because I find that this is ha this happens to me a lot. It used to happen to me, you know, as part of normal, but since both books have been out and I was on through this like large podcast where basically anytime I talk to somebody new, they're like, let me tell you about, <laughs> I want to tell you my period story. I want to tell And I really am honored that you guys want me to bear witness to what you have been going through. And, you know, rightly so. I understand. I understand where you're coming from, from your own social emotional journey, but also from the science, you know, I have a lot to share to just help you make the right healthcare decisions for yourself based on things that are factual as opposed to, you know, I don't know, fanatical. And I think that that's important because we are all strong, confident women. We have things to do. We want to make decisions that are grounded and that feel supporting to us. So, you know, I love both of your journeys. We have lots to talk about from fertility to digestion to acne. I mean, where should we start? Okay, I want to start here because I want to give like a kind of overarching basis and then we can get a little bit more specific. So, okay, I wrote this quote down that you wrote in Woman Code, your book. You wrote, I believe wholeheartedly that when you live in partnership with your body, you have access to an innate power to create positive change in your life and the world around you. I want to start with asking you, in what ways do you see us women being disconnected to our bodies? Like what are some telltale signs that we are not in partnership with our bodies? And what is the first step for us to get back in relationship with them? 
Mm, I have to say, I'm already feeling like this could be one of my favorite podcast interviews ever because of this first question you're asking, you know, really, thank you. So here's the thing. When you evaluate sort of how you're experiencing yourself and your life, right? Do you have questions that come up like, or thoughts that sound like, I'm just not sure. I don't know what I want. I'm feeling like everything is a struggle. Why is this so hard, right? If you have an inner dialogue that has this friction-based language, right? Where it's nothing is flowing. Everything is like eh, 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 friction, right? That's overarching one way for you to sort of quickly do a gut check about, yeah, I might not be in right relationship with myself, with my body, because my body and my, my mind, we're having, let's say, static in the connection, right? There's not a clear channel of communication. When you are in alignment, how you feel and what you know are really crystal clear about the things that you're trying to decide about, right? For example, it could be as simple as, okay, you're in alignment with your luteal phase, I feel hungrier and your mind says, I want to eat more and I know I should eat more. And then what does your action become in alignment with those feelings and thoughts of clarity? You go eat the more calories you need for that moment because it's aligned, right? And there's no friction about, should I eat more? Oh, I, I, maybe I should feel guilty about this. I should, I'm supposed to be doing this thing I read about, about, you know, intermittent fasting. I should be doing it every day. Should I be doing that every day? Do you see what I'm saying? There's a big, humongous difference between you being in alignment and you being out of alignment. And when you're in alignment, guess how less time you are wasting, how much less time you're wasting. That whole inner mishigas about should I, shouldn't I, what should I do? Is it the right thing? Am I feeling good or bad about it? How much of your energy is sucked out of your day with that? A huge amount. So are you having extra abundant energy to go tackle the world's problems if you are drained just trying to decide how much you should eat for lunch every day no you are not sisters my goal these days is to always look put together when i leave the house nothing over the top or super dressed up or anything like that i just want to look put together and feel good about what i'm wearing in an effortless yet refined way when I look at my closet every single morning and think about what I can wear that is chic and intentional, I usually end up grabbing one of my Jenny Kane sweaters and I always end up loving the way I look and the way I feel in them. You all know, sisters, that when I envision my highest self, I am wearing Jenny Kane. Their sweaters are the quintessential must-have item. I cannot stop wearing my Marina set. I throw it on and immediately feel like I'm in a Nancy Myers movie. Like I could just walk on the beach in Santa Barbara. It is the coastal grandma aesthetic. My favorite Jenny Kane sweater right now is their everyday sweater in taupe. This is the definition of a staple that every woman must have in their wardrobe. Sisters, trust me on this one. I wear it with leggings, oversized jeans and a little kitten heel or a silk maxi skirt. Legit, Mads and I are so obsessed with wearing our Johnny Kane sweaters that we've literally shown up both wearing the same sweater once, the white alpaca cocoon crew neck, which is this deliciously oversized sweater. Yeah, that moment takes the cake. Both of us walking in with our matching Jenny Kane sweaters. We're obsessed. Can't take them off. Wearing them every day. The type of staples that save your outfit. That is what I love about their entire collection. It is truly the art of simplicity. They focus on comfort, quality, and timeless designs. So you can curate a wardrobe that never goes out of style. Find your new uniform at JennyKane.com. Our listeners get 15% off your first order when you use code OKSIS at checkout. That's 15% off your first order, J-E-N-N-I-K-A-Y-N-E.com, promo code OKSIS. O-K-A-Y-S-I-S. Let getting dressed be one less thing to worry about. You sisters know that my skin has been glowing lately. And I'm here to tell you my secret. Oak Essentials. You've heard us talk about their line of luxurious products before. And we're so excited to have them as a sponsor of OK Sister Podcast. Because now you can join in on the glowy goodness. You know Oak Essentials is legit because it was created by none other than our favorite brand ever, Jenny Kane. 
Oak Essentials is known for its simple approach to self-care with a lineup of foundational skincare staples made with high-quality ingredients that drive results. It aims to unlock healthy, glowing skin with decadent and hydrating ingredients that give you a luxe, dewy glow. I won't shut up about the Moisture Rich Balm. It's a nutrient-rich balm that supports collagen production and delivers serious hydration for a luminous glow. And a luminous glow indeed. The way my skin feels like butter after applying this balm. This balm will make you never want to wear makeup again. And you can apply generously during your night routine to lock in moisture as you dream. It's the definition of beauty sleep. Treat yourself or someone else this season. You sisters will get 15% off and a free organic honey-based restorative mask with their first order. Oh my God, what a deal. When you use code OKSIS15 at checkout. That's right. 15% off plus a gift with your first order at O-A-K-E-S-S-E-N-T-I-A-L-S.com. Promo code OKSIS15, okaysis one five. Go ahead and treat yourself. From luxurious skincare to meaningful self-care, you deserve it. But also, real quick, I'm jumping in, Mads. Don't you feel as if part of that alignment for me when I went off birth control was accepting that my body was hungrier during the luteal phase, that I got bloated during that time, that... I get crazy for three days, like anxiety during the luteal phase. Like I feel as if the shoulds come from us resisting the fact that our bodies go through changes every four weeks. Well, I'm going to just caution you there a little bit. So there's acceptance and then there's also reasonable expectations that need to be reset, right? So yes, you want to accept So here's sort of like my new favorite quotable that I haven't yet written in any book, but I'm going to share it with you ladies, which is the form of your self-care must follow the function of your body and biology, right? The form of your self-care must follow the function of your biology, because if it doesn't, then you have all sorts of disruption and emotional strain and physical symptoms That being said, so that's where the acceptance should go. Acceptance should go into accepting that. Then reasonable new expectations should be set. Should you have PMS? No, you should not. If you're having symptoms like you feel like a crazy person for three days, that's when you want to use what you now know from reading in the flow or woman code to say, oh, I must have done something that disrupted my hormones. And now I am having a symptom that is reflecting what I did to disrupt myself. And so I'm going to give myself a little extra care in this time. I'm going to not judge myself for this, but I am going to take ownership for the fact that my inputs didn't work for me. And now I'm having symptom outputs that I don't like, that I should not have, that are signs of imbalance. So next month, I'm going to tweak what I'm doing with my inputs. And I'm going to be open-minded to see how that changes my symptom outputs ever being in constant, compassionate, responsive relationship with your body. It's kind of like a blueprint. And I feel very ignorant to all of these processes that my body goes through as a woman. And that is... Where would you have learned them before? And so that's kind of... Where's the school? The Jewish Community Center. Yeah, they they didn't have a class on this. No, no. Nowhere on planet Earth is this (laughs) Exactly. And so I think... You know, you come by this ignorance, honestly. Exactly. It's like every woman, I think, has this breaking point. And so... I guess my question is, what the fuck is the first step to recognizing this? Obviously, reading your book and and becoming educated on it, but is it going off birth control? Like, or what? What are those like first steps that we should take if someone like me who has never even, yeah, the first step really is to get your hands around and your mind around the facts, because. Without the facts, it is going to just feel like this overwhelming, amorphous conversation about, you know, oh, what's, is this a new trend? This is not a trend, right? So this is, you just need to kind of understand how your hormones work, because once you understand that and how your cycles work, there, you can't unknow it. And so anything that you're being told to do from a wellness conversation point of view that is not in support of that is going to, you're just going to hear the illogical part 
and you're not you're not going to feel comfortable doing things that aren't logical for your self-care once you understand the science right it's just pretty matter of fact so i would say the first place to start is to read my second book in the flow because this book i wrote for every woman i wrote woman code for women who are actively suffering with a diagnosed menstrual disturbance like PCOS or fibroids or endometriosis. And in Woman Code is the protocol that we use at the Flow Living Health Center to help you get back into alignment. So that's sort of separate. But if you're just sort of like the question you asked, which was, I don't know what I don't know, where do I start? Read the book or listen to the audiobook. It'll be my voice in your ear. Uh, you know, you can just enjoy that while you're taking a walk or doing something like that. Just just listen to the facts. And once you have the facts, it will change everything for you because this is such a massive blind spot without you being able to understand all the pieces. It's going to be hard for you to decide which action to take first. Then once you've done that, then I would download a period app. I personally recommend the one that I built called MyFlow. It has the same circular icon on it and it's myflowtracker.com. Don't be confused. There's another one with a feather with a similar name. Anyway, the one that I built, MyFlow, it gives you all the information that you're going to be learning about from the In The Flow book and it's going to put it into real time for you with your cycle. Then after you're starting to track and understand your cycle a little bit more, then if you are on birth control, you can start to ask the question, is this still something I want to do? And we can dive, we have to dive into all of this because this is way too high level for anybody listening to really take some action. So, you know, we got to, we got to start getting into the science so that you can really start making these decisions. Just quickly, what is the IUD doing to my body? Any hormonal birth control, whichever form it is, if it's a shot or a ring or an insertable or an oral pill, if it is secreting synthetic hormones, what it is doing, it is shutting down your own natural hormonal production such that you stop ovulating. The, the mechanism behind hormonal birth control is to shut down ovulation. And this is important. Because what you don't know is that in your reproductive years, every single ovulation that you have is protecting in real time, your brain, your heart, and your bones. And every ovulation during your reproductive years puts health money in your health bank account for when you no longer have a cycle, when you become a postmenopausal woman and you are no longer in your reproductive years, the ovulations that you have in your reproductive years protect your brain, heart, and bones for when you are a much older woman and no longer cycling. And if you are depriving yourself of that ovulation for two, three decades whilst in your reproductive years, you are, you know, sort of what's that expression? Stealing from Peter. I don't know that expression, but there's an expression where it's like you're stealing from one, but robbing from both or something. But essentially that's what you're doing. Not only do you not have the benefits short-term of the cardio, neuro, and osteoprotection, but you also won't have it postmenopausally. And women don't know that. And so they think this is fine, but then, you know, look at all the medications that are on the market for the postmenopausal woman who has osteoporosis. And how many of those women were taking birth control pills for three or more decades? It's a question, a question we should be asking, right? What's so crazy for me and what became so clear was that I was put on birth control when I was 14 and it was a very empowering act that my mother did this. It was to allow me to have a sexually active life when I so choose, chose to have that and be protected from yeah. getting pregnant. And so the energy behind it was really empowering for me. But yes. then when I went off birth control and A, didn't get, haven't gotten pregnant and then B, spoke to so many women, you know, once I realized that the, the ovulation period is really like five to seven-ish days. And other than that, it's, you can't get pregnant really outside of that. I know the doctors won't really say that for whatever, but I spoke to women who were like, wait, I thought I could get pregnant every day of my cycle. And these were like 27-year-old to 30-year-old women. And it was so shocking to me because as I wasn't getting pregnant, I went through a really emotional 
thing of I've been told my whole life that if I sneeze and look at a guy, I'm going to get pregnant. And so I need to protect myself at all costs. When in reality, I was shutting off my biology and I wasn't being taught about the power of my body. And then what happened was after six to eight months of tracking my cycle, it kind of, you know, normalizing over time, I experienced, I don't know if this is the right way to say it, but I experienced my libido. Like I experienced being ridiculously turned on. Like when I'm ovulating, I know exactly when I'm ovulating. I don't pee on strips anymore. I don't really need to use the app because I know I get an extreme amount of slippery clear discharge and I want to fuck the tree, the barista, the girl, the boy. I don't give a shit. You know what I mean? Anything that's around me, I'm ready to I'm ready to go now. And I experienced such new levels of sexual exploration and pleasure that it stuck with me. I was like, oh, as a society, we're shutting off female biology so they so that they don't get pregnant and they can have sex and yet we're taking away the sexual pleasure in the process and and disempowering us by not educating us about how our bodies work i mean it was like this oh my god moment for me i feel your passion and i understand and appreciate the righteous frustration and sort of passion that you have about it trust me it's I'm 20 years into my own, you know, I'm feeling you on that soapbox, sister. And here's what I will say. Listen. Sorry, I'm like so, I'm so energetically charged with you on the podcast. Let's, 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 let's just break it down. The pill was such an extraordinary advancement of reproductive technology when it came out because the reality was women were having their seventh or eighth baby well into their mid to late 40s. And, you know, after you have a few kids, it's already like your body really shows the wear and tear of that because it's a lot of micronutrient depletion. And if you don't recover properly, and that's the whole thing, we'll talk about that in your pill and your fertility journey too. But also, then expand that out into now your mid to late forties, having your seventh or eighth kid, you know, women were really struggling. And so having a technology like birth control was really a huge step forward. And clearly we can draw a line in the sand that once that was available to women, you know, sort of across the board, things changed in our society, in the world of work, in the social, and that was, and that's a good thing. And here's the thing I love about science and technology is that it's constantly changing. And here's the thing that I find a little weird is that the science and technology around reproductive management has changed and massively upgraded itself in the past decade. And yet we're still using old technologies, this this old technology now being the pill, right? The new technology is biometric devices and measurement tools, right? So you can, with precision now, monitor with a device when you are exactly precisely ovulating. Before, we did not have this technology. There was no Wi-Fi. There was no Bluetooth. There was no algorithm. There was none of this you know, personal computing. So it was very intelligent technology to shut ovulation off, to just cover every single day. Now, with this precision measurement device technology we have, you can know exactly when you're ovulating and you can use other technology, whether it be a barrier method or what I think is the, the next exciting frontier. There are a couple of companies out like this. It's FDA approved. It's a vaginal insert gel that's based on lactic acid that changes the pH of your vagina, making it completely a non-starter for sperm. Sperm die, can't go anywhere, it's over. And it does not have any hormones or any side effects for you. So can you imagine, If you look at these two technologies, right, shutting down hormones every single day, old tech, new tech, tracking your hormones, knowing precisely when you are fertile and using a brand new, you control it, you put the gel in, you know, non-hormonal, no side effects gel to block sperm, which technology seems more advanced? Which one has less side effects? Which one causes you fewer long, where's the lower, like the opportunity cost, right? With the new tech, Sarah Hill wrote a book called Your Brain on Birth Control. I think it's a really important read. I recommend it all the time because if you're on any synthetic hormones, it changes who you are from a brain chemistry point. So you're not even, a lot of women, when they get off synthetic birth control, in my experience, in my practice, 
they discover who they are, what they like, their talents, their career passion, they, 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 uh, relationships, bec- everything becomes clear and aligned and exactly what you want because you're not you know, sort of creating all this static. You have access to the hormonal cocktail in your brain chemistry that you should, and therefore you are who you are supposed to be. When you take synthetic birth control, it shuts it down, it changes it, and you are not exactly yourself. And so you should be aware of all these opportunity costs when you're trying to decide between the two technologies, old tech or new tech. And I just think we should be having an honest conversation, an updated conversation, a current conversation about this technology so you can make choices because that, my dear Maddie, is what I would recommend you would be doing because all of your digestive issues and your acne issues and your libido issues, and by the way, for those of you who are listening, you may have those and you may have mental health issues because depression and anxiety are documented, well-studied to be a part of side effects associated with synthetic birth control, which is why so many women, when they go on synthetic birth control, also have to go on other medications for their depression or mood, right? And so the if you have to use technology that causes you to be on not only one medication, but maybe many others so that you can tolerate the original medication better, you have to start to look at that and say, is that a good path when there's newer technology that is non-medication based that will allow you to heal your gut, replenish the micronutrients that have been actively depleted while taking all this medication, um, restore your libido, restore your mood, uh, allow yourself to have that sort of mental clarity that you want about everything and anything in your life. Um, You know, it becomes a pretty simple answer for most people. Also, Mads, the the woman who uh, who uh, developed that the insert you insert like a lube essentially that kills the sperm. She's San Diego based. She won the San Diego Magazine Woman of the Year award. I was at the uh, uh, award show. It was amazing. You get she's incredible. Yes. She's incredible. So, so okay. I, I, I just want to give a shout out to the femtech community because you see that's what's exciting right now in the past, and I've you know I've been doing this now for two decades and in the past five years I would say there's just been so many amazing you know other female founders that I'm that I love that I'm close with that are like me innovating solutions for this really abandoned area of women's lives right yeah. and it's just sort of left left to the side we're solving those problems, women doing it for other women. So, I mean, it's a, it's an incredible time to be a menstruating person. And so, you know, if you are menstruating and you want to have a different type of menstrual management and um, fertility management, you can do it now without medication and you can be confident, equally confident in your outcomes. Okay. So two questions I have. All right, let's say I'm getting off the IUD. It's coming out. Let's and say. Let's what, envision what, this for you. <laughs> let's confirm that this is happening. So so what what is that transition? What should I expect for that transition? And like what should I be looking out for? What should I be monitoring? And then my second question is how you said the confidence and being, you know, being confident in that, like, how do I make sure that I will not get pregnant? Like I am just, that is the, that is literally all this is that's happening for, you know, so. Ready? Here's, this is the plan I give anybody who works with us at Flow Living. I'm going to give it to you. Ready? Mm-hmm. You're going to, you're going to right now, what is the exact date that this might be coming out of you? You have like a month? Yeah, I can. I, I mean, I could take it out whenever, but yeah, the February is like the end. Let's say you have one more month. In a perfect world, I would have you start taking the balanced supplements today because mm. synthetic birth control depletes. This was something that I found so frustrating over and over again. I, I So frustrating enough that I formulated my own set of supplements to deal with this very issue. The, the, all the micronutrients that are stripped from your body while you're taking this medication, you're, you are in the red so to speak, right? In your micronutrient bank account. And it's important to start now replenishing so that when you come off, you don't have any sort of huge rebound effect from being off the synthetic hormones A and that you recover your cycle faster, okay? So I would start immediately with the balanced supplements. It's the only formulation on the market that is at this therapeutic dose that 
is covers all the bases and you can find those at flowliving.com. Wait, what do you mean by rebound? Like uh, having a terrible period or having intense? So many things you can have. So, so, so for example, a lot of the synthetic birth control, whether it be pill or otherwise, um, really changes the way you interact with androgens in your body. So a lot of women, when they go off the medication, what that will do is that will uh, return, let's say the pores of your skin and the sebaceous glands within your skin to prepubescent versions of themselves. So when you go off of these, um, you know, medications, then you can have a huge rebound with your skin and have like way more acne than you ever had in your life. Okay. And that's a direct, that's not like something is wrong necessarily with you that that's happening. It's just a direct effect of removing this medication and your body has to come back to homeostasis. So if the pendulum had swung so far to the prepubescent skin pore and sebaceous gland size, it's going to go in the equal and opposite direction until you come to a center point. And the way to get to the center point is through replenishing your lost micronutrients. Okay. So that's how you kind of get back to that center. So starting as soon as humanly possible, I want you to start doing that with micronutrients. Then once you take it out, you need to track for three months. If you get your cycle, as soon as you get a period back, which could be right away, it could not be depending on how long you've been on this medication and how depleted you are and how much you've disrupted your infradian rhythm over your life and all of these other factors, like if you've extreme dieted or other things, or you work out every day at the same intensity, you're going to have more and more depletion. So you may... <clears throat> It may take you up to six months to get a cycle back. It really just depends on how many of those factors are already at play for you. Can you have sex during that? Or not can you have sex, but like how do you make sure that you don't get pregnant during You just have condoms? You'd have to use barrier methods. So this is the thing. You use barrier. So there's a transition. It's not forever. Okay. You tell your partner, we're going to work on this together. You, you know, this is something that is a way that they can show you how they love you, right? Mm -hmm. They're going to work on this with you. It means everybody is working. Work looks like for you that you're working on getting your cycle back. You're taking supplements. You're taking care of your body. You're tracking. It's work. And work for your partner might be putting on a condom. It's less work, but it's still work. And everybody has to work to love is a verb. Okay. Yeah. Ben June, put the condom on Ben June. I can't stress this enough because I find it like really you know, kind of bizarre that it one small act would be, you know, not something anybody would do for their partner, right? Such an easy thing to do. So, okay. And yes, I know it is more pleasurable without it. I'm with you all good, but you know what? It's a short period of time and let's just work through it with love and humor and patience and compassion. That's all we're talking about. Not forever. Okay. So then as soon as you get your cycle back, then I would want you to track your basal body temperature. You could use an app like Daisy, or there's a, there's a bunch of, there, Mira, there's a few wonderful apps that are specifically about tracking ovulation. You want to track that for three cycles. And once you see your pattern, like you ovulate every month on day 12, Great. Because day 14 is just this arbitrary thing. A bunch of guys in white lab coats decided years ago, like that's what it was. Now, Ideally, you'd have a 28-day cycle. Ideally, it'd be day 14, but every but there's a spectrum of normal, you know, just like in nature, right? So it could be day 12 for you every month and you bleed on day 28. That's fine. As long as you know yeah. and you can track it for three months, then you can move to the maintenance phase, which is you're just going to keep tracking. And on your ovulatory days, you're going to use the something like the gel or condom. Now, there's one more piece of math to know which is you, your egg is viable for 48 hours, two days. Sperm can live in the body for five days. Five plus two, can we do it? Five plus two seven. equals seven days. Yeah. So for seven days out of every month, you have to use your your awareness and some barrier method, whether it be a condom or a sponge, or a, uh, a cervical cap, or the gel, or a sponge and the gel if you want to be extra safe, right? You can mix and match and have fun, right? But it's only those days. 
And the rest of the month, you cannot get pregnant unless mm -hmm. you are ovulating. So this is why tracking every day with your, with your technology is important because there are random flukes in life where you might ovulate a second secret time in the month. But if you're tracking every day, you would see it and you would be, oh, okay, well, here, here we're having a random second ovulation. It's so rare. It's very abnormal. That typically won't happen. But to, be, yeah. to yeah. be certain, you would just track every day and then do the appropriate steps. Do you believe in ovulation sticks? Ovulation sticks are great. Because Mads, you might like that more because it's visual. So I peed on ovulation sticks like literally every day until I was confirmed that I ovulated and it was done for months to be able to track it. So Mira is a good app for that because I think you there's a pee stick and then it Bluetooth sends the data to it. So you yes. can see the chart. So what's what's the difference between your app and this these ovulation apps? So the MyFlow app is not necessarily tracking the ovulation in this exact way with a pee stick. Okay. What we're doing is sharing with you, how are you gonna be tracking all of your symptom burdens? It's a period improvement tool and a, and a cycle syncing okay. management tool. So we okay. wanna know, are, your sympt are you having more symptoms every month? If you are, then there's going to, it's, the app is gonna tell you why you're having those symptoms, right? Let's say you wanna know, gee, how come every month on day 22, I'm having a breakout situation? right? There's a reason why you're having a breakout on day 22 that's different than, let's say, breakouts that you would have on day 14, right, during ovulation. And the app will tell you what is happening from a functional medicine perspective, and it will tell you what to do with food, lifestyle, and supplements to help you start to recover from that symptom so that the next month you can see that your symptom burden is going down. We want you to have a better cycle every month. We don't want you to just know when you're ovulating or when you're bleeding. We want you to, it's really about this whole functional medicine approach to your cycle. And then there's the cycle syncing aspect, which for those of you who are familiar with that, that's my term that I invented to help women align with their infradian rhythm, which you experience across the four phases of your cycle so that you know what to eat, which exercises to do, which workouts to do, what to focus on at work, what foreplay is going to you know, optimize your orgasm in each phase. And it allows you to track that and schedule that into your planner so that you are optimizing your, not only your health, but your life in every phase. It's the only app like that anywhere. I want to be mindful of your time, but I am just so in awe. I'm just so in awe of everything that you do because I feel as, as if at as women reconnect to their bodies and, and find the self-care acts that match the physical, as you said, with that quote that you said, it's, it's so important to hear from women like you and have these resources because my life changed when I got into the flow, so to say, of my body and how my cycle worked. Mads, do you have any last questions before we ask Alyssa our last question? Okay, so every single woman who comes on OKSIS podcast, we ask this at the end as a wrap-up question. If you could brag about one thing and don't be humble, what would you brag about? I recently sort of took stock and thought, you know, it's pretty cool at how many like menstrual firsts I have accomplished on this planet so far. Like, I was the first person to go on national television and simulate menstrual blood on a daytime talk show. That I didn't realize I was doing that when I was doing it, but I did do that. I was the first and only, but still that has not ever been done again. I was the first female biohacker to speak on the main stage at South by Southwest. I'm the first person to write about the infradian rhythm in the book, In the Flow. Um, you know, lots of firsts like that. Those are some highlights, but I, I'm, I'm proud to have, well, okay, here's another one. I invented a phrase called cycle syncing and the cycle syncing method. And we have over 5 million women hashtag cycle syncing on social media, Instagram, TikTok, right? It's like a movement. So mm -hmm. to started a movement, Vogue recognized it as a new movement. That's pretty cool. Um, so for me to have um, for, for the fact that my research, my passion about this subject, my work, the things that we've built are um, shifting the mainstream narrative for this conversation, are helping women reclaim, you know, their lives from pain, 
from, uh, you know, symptom, unnecessary symptoms, um, to have children, to have their se sexual pleasure restored. I mean, just all the, I, I also find it really funny when people tell me, you know, Lisa, me and my partner, we were thinking about you in bed the other night. You know, like, I actually love that. Like, I, I know I'm in bed with a lot of people that way, like energetically, because you're, you're having a conversation like, you know what, let's do this to optimize my orgasm tonight. And I'm just really proud of all these sort of big first time things, but all these little things, too, that um, are helping women have better, healthier, happier, more pleasurable lives because you know, gosh darn it, I'm really still committed to the same thing I was 20 years ago, which is if we have more women who are not being um, taken down energetically with all of these issues and all of that new energy is unleashed onto the planet, like what kind of world would we create next? And I'm really still excited always for that new future. So, oh my God. I'm like still nervous. I'm not going to lie. Like I'm still nervous. Like sometimes I interview women and I get nervous in the beginning and then it calms down, but my heart is still pounding out of passion and excitement and just complete. It's such an honor to talk to you. Like truly it's such an honor to talk to you. Can you let everybody know where to find you on social media? I know we chatted a lot about your offerings, but where can they follow you? Uh, so you can follow me at flow living, F L O living. You can follow me at alisa.vidi. Um, and you can follow me, uh, or I guess website is flowliving.com. Uh, the books are everywhere. Books are sold, but there's lots of freebies to download if you go to intheflowbook.com. And then the app is myflowtracker.com. The supplements are on the Flow Living website. We'll, we'll link everything, but thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you so much. And I, I mean, I'm going to be updating you. Yeah, I mean, you kind of have to keep me posted now that we went that deep with all your personal <laughs> details. <laughs> There's this theme. There's a theme on the podcast where I say something to my sister for like a year or two, and then I need to bring someone else to tell her the same thing, and then she follows suit. So you that's are always the way it is with family, though. That's yeah. always. <laughs> always. Okay, sisters, you can follow us at OKSIS Podcast, and we love you. We love you. Ah. <sighs> Mmm, the first taste of rare bourbon you finally got your hands on. That's nice. At Caskers.com, we make this experience easy. Caskers is a one-stop spirit curator with an impressive selection of exclusive sought-after rare and household names in the realm of premium spirits and champagne. Discover the top flavors of the year now by going to Caskers.com and using code WELCOME10 for $10 off your first purchase. Get $10 off your first purchase with code WELCOME10 at Caskers.com.